Lindy Ruff might be on borrowed time for the New Jersey Devils, and there's a whole lot to discuss about that matter. And here to help me break it all down, he is a friend of the show. It's been a while since he's appeared on it. Jersey Joe is back, everybody. And we have a lot to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Devils. So buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. He is Jersey Joe. Jersey Hello, Joe. Hello, everybody. I know it's been a while. You've been in France vacationing it up, uh, living your best <laughs> life. But welcome back to Terra Firma <laughs> here in the United States. And yep. you, you're still repping the Devils, even, even yeah, across I'm the back. I'm back home in... Uh... Ocean Grove, Asbury Park, New Jersey area. So I'm back home where I belong now. Yeah. So. I went to uh, Nice, France uh, over the summer. And, you know, uh, I was at the, the only issue I had with Europe is that they don't have, they don't really believe in AC. Like, so it, it was during the summer, it got really hot kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's not a thing. I mean, when you live on the water, you want to stay cool. And speaking of keeping it cool like I did up at the northeast part of France. I was along the Alsace. So um, it was a good thing. But even though France is heavily associated with hockey, we're not here to talk about other countries. <laughs> we're here to talk about the New Jersey Devils and what's going to happen because I know it's only been two games. And at the time when this episode goes live, they'll have a game against the Anaheim Ducks. So but at the same time, we have we're coming off of back-to-back five-to-two losses. Seems like the New Jersey Devils always implode in the second period. People are pushing for Lindy Ruff to be fired. You and I talked about this during the course of the summer. I think you and I were both on the same page in terms of let's keep Lindy Ruff on temporarily with a shorter leash. And I I knew we would be talking about it at some point. I just didn't think it would be this early because you know it's only two games. Um, you know, do you really want to change the system right now, especially after training camp or preseason? But at the same time, you don't want to wait too long. That's the thing. Like, if we're like 15 or 20 games in and we're still struggling, we're kind of behind the eight ball and we've and our season might as well have been over. Well, let me put it this way if you look at last year where you had Lindy Ruff averaging about 23 wins out of the 82, that's not good. And we can't let our star players to just keep, you know, living in this environment where we have a, an expiring coach who has one year left. And what good does it do for him to suffer another several couple games where fans are booing, fans who are season take holders want results and they're not seeing any results. And me, especially, looking at the prospects who are making the jump, like Ball's going to be the seventh defenseman, going to be a sixth defenseman. I want to see those guys to mature and grow under a better coach. And who's that better coach? Andrew Burnett. Yeah, because that's the thing I've been talking about, saying, like, 
you got someone like, I think Devils fans can sleep well at night knowing that Andrew Burnett is right there. And I've talked about it extensively on the show with Andrew Burnett is like, you have a, someone who just led the Florida Panthers to the president's trophy. Remember they were in the midst of that uh, Kyle beach scandal of, mm-hmm. of Joel Quinville. We don't need to, you know, go into details as to what it was revolved around. I think everyone in the hockey world is well aware of what happened, but nonetheless, you know, uh, Quinville, uh, you know, resigns. And now it's just like, who's going to take the lead. It was Andrew Burnett. He leads the, the Florida Panthers to the president's trophy. He's a Jack Adams finalist. And, you know, the New Jersey devils brought him in as a lead assistant coach. He took on Mark Recchi's position. And now it, it just seems like, you know, we have sort of that new school kind of coach who can lead the New Jersey Devils to somewhere. But at the same time, have we given up on Lindy Ruff and are we giving up too early? I don't think we're giving up too early. I think we're giving up on time because it's long overdue. Two seasons. You want to stick with the same guy? I mean, my thing is, look, look, I, I talked with you about this. I remember when the Brack Pack came on and we talked about it with him. Here's where I stand with Lindy Ruff. Okay, so I think it was just a matter of circumstance because if you look in the 2021-56 game season, you know, uh, the New Jersey Devils, no one was projecting for them to do anything. So basically he has to work with what he's been given. And then last year, same situation, had to deal with COVID, had to deal with injuries. Jack Hughes was out for an extended period of time. Goalies were struggling. You know, at one point towards the end of the year, he was missing so many key guys that I was expecting for the New Jersey Devils to lose. And I would like to look at myself as one of the more optimistic Devils personalities. Now, I'm not saying keep Lindy Ruff. I'm just saying, like, would we be doing it? Like, is this on top? Like, how much more of a chance can we give them? That's where I stand. It's like, you know, do we give them a few more games? Because the problems are not going to get fixed overnight. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if Burnett is you know, brought on as the interim head coach and then becomes the permanent one. It's just like, you know, if the Devils, like, let's say they they fire Lindy Ruff after five games and then um, Andrew Burnett is, you know, uh, tasked to become the interim head coach, I don't expect the New Jersey Devils to just turn it around like a flip of the light. It's going to, it's going to take time. You know, it's not going to be fixed overnight because you have to integrate a new system. You got to integrate a new culture. You got to, uh, tr- you know, he's got to try to find a way how to utilize some of our young guys like he sure rat and also Hughes. And that's another talking about point we're going to discuss. And I'm going to talk with the Brad pack about it later, how he mm-hmm. feels Jesper Brad is being utilized because I'm not sure if you listened to one of my more recent episodes, if Jesper Brad sees that he's not getting the minutes that he deserves and, you know, and if he's producing somewhat decent, you best believe there's going to be another team that's going to pay him when his contract is up and they're going to try to take him away from New Jersey, from the New Jersey Devils, especially since he's young and has a lot of uh, uh, potential. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you want Jesse Rabat to be happy, right? Yes. So you want everyone else. What if their taste buds are all of a sudden starting to change flavors and their preference is becoming – a new coach and just to mention Elliot Freeman a little bit. I heard this from his 32 thoughts podcast and he, he mentioned something he heard from Jeff Merrick and he goes, I can tell that note came from a coach. And then he mentions again, they brought in Andrew Burnett and then goes on to say, 
you have a coach in the waiting, meaning Andrew Burnett, and you have a coach that's having a tough spot if the Devils lose, the pressure's going to be on. It's a situation you know that could ignite. So really, if you look at those quotes, it's just a matter of time. It's it's a it's a volcano ready to erupt. I really believe there's where there's smoke, there's fire, and when there's fire, it's gonna it's gonna burn. So yeah, because according to Ryan Novozinski, the last time that the New Jersey Devils dropped their first two games in regulation uh, to start a season, I believe that came in what 2015, something like that. 2015, somewhere around John Hines. It's it's been a while. The, the 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 long story short, it's been a while since the New Jersey Devils have dropped their first two regular season games, and that's saying a lot considering the fact that uh you know look look at what the New Jersey Devils had just a couple seasons ago, and look what they have now. See, we have all these pieces, but I think Lindy Ruff is overthinking it just a little bit too much. Like, did you see that line combination he worked with in the last matchup against the Detroit? Holds on the fourth line. Holtz on the fourth line. He was the one who he, he scored his first career goal on the power play. Why would you put him on the fourth line? Makes no same, sense. Same with Yegor Sharangovich. Look, I know I preach about, you know, spreading out your uh, utilities, like, you know, spread out your weapons. Like, don't don't be so top heavy. That's not what I meant. I did not say put two of your potentially good scores on the fourth line. That That, that makes zero sense. And Michael McLeod is leading them, I believe, on the on that line too. That's a recipe. Are you trying to set Alexander Holtz and um and Yegor Yegor Sharangovich up for failure? Is that what you're trying to do? See, it is. It sounds like they're trying to create a if you can have your so-called best center on the fourth line anchor two top line wingers who can really shoot the puck on net and score. I mean, this is embarrassing. You. You want you want to have someone who doesn't overthink, who simplifies. If you know Holtz and Sharon Goge can click with another center on the first two lines, leave them there. But don't put them on the fourth line. That's just putrid. I mean, how do I put this? This it's like saying you want to have your your top quarterback playing with a junior varsity offensive line. That's not going to work. See, it's just like, see, that's the stuff I cannot defend Lindy Ruff on because it's just like, dude, why why don't you roll with the H2O line? That was all the hype during preseason. Why, why don't you reunite Palat, Hughes, and Holtz again, like at least for one game, you know, just see how they click or that kind of thing. Cause it seemed like all three of them had good chemistry but I think Lindy Ruff is just overthinking it a little bit. Like, what are you trying to prove? What are you trying to do? So I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'd say it, when this episode goes live, so I'll say it in the present tense, during tonight's game, if the New Jersey Devils lose in similar fashion as they did to the Red Wings and also the Philadelphia Flyers, most likely Lindy Ruff might be gone. Now, if they lose in their next game, I believe that's against the Islanders, if, if I'm correct. If we lose both mm-hmm. of teams, He's definitely gone. Like, it, but it depends in the fashion we lose it. Because I said it going into the Detroit Red Wings game. Like, if the Devils lose like two to one, 
depending on the circumstance, let's say they let up a goal in period number one, they let up a goal in period number two, but they were fighting hard and, you know, they, they kept it with, within a close uh, striking distance, then, you know, no one wants to lose and no one's big on moral victories, but that's not as bad as losing to, you know, five and two and just basically imploding in the second period. So I'd say this. Yes, you're right. We do have to do it at the right time. We can't wait too long. So I'd say this. I think Lindy Ruff has two more strikes because the Red Wings and the Flyers, that was strike number one combined. If we lose to the Anaheim Ducks in similar fashion, strike two. Or very, very borderline, you know, strike three. But, you know, we'll go we'll go to see YO playing days. Two strikes and you're out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if we lose to the Islanders in similar fashion, if we drop like our first four games of the year in disappointing fashion, Lindy Ruff is gone in, in my eyes. Like, because because we 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 can't keep doing this. We can't fall into this rabbit hole. And if he's and if he remains with the organization for twenty or thirty games and we're still struggling, then you know what? Um, that then we're basically going back to the lottery once again, and we can't and, and it can't happen. Not at this stage of the game especially since we have a lot of potential. Jack Hughes, I, I know you've been listening to some of my episodes, talk to a betting expert. Jack Hughes, if mm-hmm. all goes well, can possibly get his name into the running for the Hart Trophy. Or Alexander Holtz, you know, if he has a decent year, he could get his name into the running for the Calder Trophy or things of that nature. And it's like, you got Mackenzie Blackwood, you got B-Tech Vancheck, you, you got two solid goalies and you can't, you can't get the most out of them. Like, I don't want to bring up Nico Dawes or Akira Schmidt again. And we got to wait no. till Thanksgiving. We got to wait like another month or so for Jonathan Bernier. So it's just basically like, we got to get this act together right now. There is no, there is no waiting. I will throw this in there. It's I know I've looked at both goalies, uh, like their average goals allowed are between 4.75 and five. That's on the defense for the most part. I mean, you can't have Damon Severson and company just like not feeling vibrant about being more strong, you know, along the blue line and the neutral zone more and tough along the walls. You can't, you know, play this mismatch on the, on the odd man rushes and that's been killing them as of late and a little bit on the, penalty kill it's just like if you're not going to get rid of rough what are you going to do i would get rid of rough in 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 a heartbeat if i was tom fitzgerald but i just want to remind you and everyone else like the new jersey devils did this to themselves or the players did because remember during the exit meeting interviews the players vouched for lindy rough so you had someone like jack hughes vouch for him saying that you know they failed rough or you got a veteran leader like PK Subban saying this was the most fun he's had in years. And PK Subban has made runs for Stanley cups. He's won a Norris trophy. He's, you know, played for the Montreal Canadiens, national predators and, you know, competing for big time wins. And the fact that he was having fun on a team that was basically towards the end of the year, competing for the first overall pick to possibly get Uri Slavkowski. You know, it was just that that's saying a lot actually. And, you know, that was P.K. Subban's final year. So I'm glad he had fun during his final year in the NHL. But it's just like, um, I think if Jack Hughes behind the doors, like behind closed doors, just told Tom Fitzgerald, like, look, we're not feeling Lindy Ruff. 
something's got to change or, you know, basically do what every superstar in every sport is be a little bit of a diva. Just say like, look, I don't like this coach. You got to get a, a new coach. It's either him or me. And they'll pick Jack Hughes nine times out of 10 or 10 mm-hmm. times out of 10, for that matter. Well, I'll say this. You, you want to make your superstars happy. And if I can summarize something from uh, the art of war, it is the fault of the general for not telling the soldiers how to go and execute the play. Well, first off, the commands are not clear and the players aren't processing uh, what the coach is saying and everything is lost in translation and on the ice and to put in perspective I just watched those highlights of those goals against it just seems like I believe McGill on defense is getting over uh, shadowed and like overruled at every single time as a defensive coach and it's making it a lot harder for the team to kind of isolate the one coach from another. And I find Ruff has too much say. I know he's a head coach, but you can't over dominate your assistance. And this is not good. Yeah. The fact that, you know, he was get we were getting fire rough chance this early in the year, this early in the year, we didn't get this last year or this early on. We got, we, we got that like in late December or so. So we had a few more months. But the fact that we're getting this second game of the year on the home opener, nonetheless, that's not a good look. So, you know, um, it's de- it's definitely a little concerning. And it's just like, you know, you, you just have to ponder what's too early and what's too late. I really hope Tom Fitzgerald knows what he's doing because you don't want to wait 20 games in a year and we're like five and 15 and then fire rough and then – our season's basically over. We might as well just tank and try to um, uh, get the first overall pick once again, or, you know, compete for it, whatever, whatever case might be. But um, yeah. So it's just like, I, I just don't know what's considered too early. I don't know what's considered too late. I'd say they're going to give him two more games. And, and if the devils don't figure it out, then he, he got, he has to go despite, you know, going through training camp, despite going through preseason, because it's going to put the devils into a, unusual position because it's like you know during the course of preseason during the course of training camp that's the that's the whole reason for those things to get built into a system or to get used to a game plan or get used to whatever the case might be that your coach throws at you and the fact that he might be gone early on in the year that's you know that's definitely going to put a hinder on the devils which is why despite Andrew Burnett having a pretty good track history um I don't anticipate for him to change it overnight. If he is hypothetically named the interim head coach, I would still expect the New Jersey Devils to struggle, which is, you know, in the next 10 games, if they were to go hypothetically five and five under the leadership of Burnett, I'd be stunned. Quite honestly. Well, I do want to throw in what happened last year, right after the first several, what games or a couple of weeks when Burnett took over, when that, scandal occurred yeah um if you look at andy and rano by Corey schneider uh the microstats guy by jay fresh he put he posted all this so offense 
everything ranged from shots to rush shots to shots on goal to chances to shots off high danger were either in the number one category or number two for the most part. Dump and chases were number two, so they, he was very solid as a coach getting that system. And looking at the passes for, I mean, they were top ranked. They were between a one and an eight, especially along the neutral zones. And you look at the transitions. What I'm trying to say is that if you look at the transitions from the the possession exits, they were seventh, um, according to the microstats from last year. And the possession entries, they were number one at. So that's really good. And they were above average in entry success. So let me just throw it there. If you look at their defense, their shots on defense was fourth and their shots on goal was fourth. And then the chances, they were a 22. So that's close to 32 on the bottom tier. Now shots off on the high danger passes was 19 out of 32. One timers, they were 10th out of 32. So the rush shots, they were in the top five, actually doing well, very well. Now, let's take that for a moment. Imagine something similar happens. Maybe a little bit less extent. Yeah, because, you know. But a bigger improvement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there would be an improvement. I'm not saying he wouldn't, you know, do well as a coach. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm just saying it's going to take some time and there's going to be growing pains. Like, whatever happens when you hire a head coach because, you know, uh, people might say, oh, the, the system won't change, just the head coach. I'm just like, well, then there's no point in changing the head coach if the system is going to remain the same. That's the point of making a head coaching change, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but no, I, I totally get it. And and yes, Andrew Burnett has a great history, you know, as proven last year uh, with uh, taking something that seems hopeless or something that just seems uncertain and just turning it into something special. Because the Florida Panthers, you know, won the President's Trophy. And, you know, it looks like that their season was going to go, you know, downhill after Coach Q was fired or resigned or whatever the case might be. Stepped Uh, away. Yeah, I'm sure they said, like, look, either you step away or we're going to fire you. But that's a that's a discussion for never because, you know, I don't want (laughs) to because it's been discussed enough already. But um not trying to be insensitive or anything. Just just it, you know, it's in the past now. And everything got resolved. Now, I hope. Now, uh, why am I talking about this? Um, basically, what I'm just trying to say is that, um, you know, there's going to be some growing pains. And, um, you know, Andrew Burnett did a really good job of taking a Florida Panthers team to to a the top record in the NHL, Jack Adams finalist. And I said over the course of the summer, and I think you could vouch for me on this, I said, Andrew Burnett, as soon as the contract is up for Lindy Ruff, whether – He's fired or whether he remains throughout the entirety of the season. Don't worry. There's still more in store to talk with Jersey Joe. But before we discuss more about Lindy Ruff and the overall job security, 
I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Simply Safe. So the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over four million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their house. You don't earn that trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it because, you know, I got a PS5, I got a television, obviously, I got some podcasting stuff. So I got my laptop and I got my microphone. So all of those things need to be protected. And I trust Simply Safe. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Say 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, back to our discussion with Jersey Joe about Lindy Ruff. Take it away. You know, I don't think the Devils are going to extend him. I think they're going to give the role to Andrew Burnett. And I think this is a sort of like a feeling out process for Andrew Burnett to see how the New Jersey Devils work, how the player's strengths are, weaknesses, or what needs to be worked on, what has potential to be good, or, you know, things of that nature. And then he's going to take the role of, of head coach. Like, I thought that was the... I thought that was the plan because I thought I genuinely thought that Lindy Ruff wasn't really the problem. It was more of just the circumstance that was surrounding him. And unfortunately, just, you know, given what's been going on, Dougie Hamilton, Andre Palat, Ryan Graves, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, Vitek Vanacek all seem to have taken steps backwards in their overall development, even though they're supposed to be helping the New Jersey Devils win. And then, you know, uh, Jesper Bratt not getting the minutes that I think he deserves. Um, and you know, the fact that we've lost back-to-back games five to two and, you know, we lost it to teams that, you know, theoretically we should have won against, especially the flyers and, you know, maybe the red wings, the red wings are a good team, not trying to underestimate them, but, uh, you know, hopefully Bertuzzi comes back in a few weeks, like he's projected to be, but, uh, digressing a little bit, it just seemed like if the devils had lost, I'm not mad about the losing. I'm just mad about how they lost it. Because it's just like it was pathetic second period, and it just seemed like that um, they they had lost hope in themselves, and that's another thing. The body language does show, because I I said as soon as they gave up the fourth goal in period number three to the Philadelphia Flyers, I could tell from their body language, their faces, their effort, their determination, their hustle or lack thereof. I knew they weren't going to win. Because it just looked like they didn't want to be there anymore. So has Lindy Ruff lost the locker room this early? I think it's happening. I really do. Because we were having this, we had this discussion last year, a few months later, because, um, you know, we thought he had lost the locker room, but the front office and the players, you know, basically suppressed those rumors. But is it, has he lost it now? I think at this point, I mean, the body, the body language from that fourth goal in Philadelphia just wasn't good. And I see the replays of those highlights. Those looked embarrassing. And I could tell that they looked, they looked like they just couldn't overcome a bigger hurdle mentally. 
And I just think they know that with rough system is becoming even more outdated each and every other game. Now, if something happens tomorrow or the next few days or weeks, whatever, if something happens and Burnett's the new guy, I think over time Breland is going to be on the bench. I really do because they need more coaches. They're going to hold the players accountable. You know, I understand Ruff is one of the all-time winningest coaches, but how long are you going to keep an old piece running? Exactly. And that system doesn't fit today's hockey. Maybe in the 1990s, I'm not trying to take anything away from that era, but it doesn't work in today's game. Yeah, that's that's why he saw more success early on in his coaching career as opposed to now. This is fast, furious, finesse, skill, speed, agility style of hockey. This is this is mostly a young man's game up till like age 33. If you don't know how to utilize your superstars and your up and comers, you're not going to be in a job for too long. And I mean, Lindy Ruff is better off as a skills and development coach at this time or a scout. But at the, at this point in his career, I think he needs to look at himself in the mirror and say, I can't do this anymore. And be like, guys, I let you down. Fitzy, I let you down. I need to hear that kind of language where there's honesty, there's integrity. Right now, you're just having, it feels like Green Mile, you know, dead man walking. That that's That's what I'm sensing. I'm not feeling the vibe of, Oh, hallelujah, we're going to get rid of this guy. I mean, less than a year on the contract. Tiptoe. Yeah, and I got to ask you, do you think Jesper Bratt deserves more minutes on the ice? Just, just Yes, absolutely. There we go, there we go. Just give, give him three more extra minutes. Exactly. He deserves – yeah, he deserves it because he he was performing one of the I and you know I'm not trying to be biased or anything similar to the Brad Pack, but it's just like I think he deserves the extra minutes. He he deserves every bit of ice time. He's one of those guys. He goes out there. He knows how to stick handle in a phone booth. He knows how to skate like no tomorrow. To me, he he's the Swedish Datsuk. He's so silky, so smart. Uh, anytime he has the puck on his stick, he's dangerous. You just don't want him to have that puck. That's how great he is. And he's, and he's a late-round steal. And it's one of the reasons why you don't give up those picks. Because when you develop those guys, you know when you add them into your lineup and you want them to keep adding more minutes, that's what they're here for. They're here to help you win the game. Speaking of win the game, I got to ask you this, and then we'll wrap up. Um, what happens, hypothetically, if the New Jersey Devils win their next couple games? Do you think the the tune will shift over from firing Lindy Ruff to saying, okay, maybe we just got off to a slow start? 
I think it starts to extend the leash a little bit longer by a game, but you don't want to get too comfortable. I respect that. And yeah, I, I get that too. I, I think it might, you know, give, it's like amnesia it might give you, you know, temporary, you know, it, it might, might make you go blank temporarily, but you know, once you wake up or that kind of thing, it's just like, you know, it, you you start it starts to come back to you a little bit if that if that makes sense so you know i i just think uh these next couple games if the new jersey devils do win them it depends on how they win it depends on you know if it's like a seven six game or something like that god forbid then lindy ruff is still not out of the doghouse so not yet <laughs> so we're just we're just gonna have to see how these next couple of games go and then We'll just have to work from there. And, um, you know, uh, Joe, before I close out, any final thoughts? I would say this. I'm not blaming the goaltenders on every single goal. I'm blaming more so the defensive system on Lindy Ruff at this point. I mean, McGill is brand new. I have to give him a pass at this time. But the, the offense is there. It's just over blended. It's like the John Hines effect where you mix up the lines. There's a lot of inaccuracies and a lot of the lines can't create chemistry, but there is chemistry. You just need to put the right particles together on those combinations. I mean, if you were to fire rough uh, sooner than later, you can allow Brunette to establish a system quicker and be able to transfer the power and the tactics a little easier. Now you have someone who's a more younger, modern coach. So I feel he will do a far much better job getting the point across versus like, you know, I'm just here for another day. I'm going to try and survive. You know, I don't want that. I want a coach with determination, with a little more fire in his belly, stuff like that. And, you know, we need we need a new voice. And that's why I had to quote uh, Elliot Friedman with a coach in the waiting. Yeah, and like I said, it's going to depend on how this game against the Anaheim Ducks goes. It's going to depend on how uh, the game against the Islanders goes, because quite honestly, if we lose to the Ducks, you know, a team that's projected to do worse than us, that's not a good sign. Same with the Islanders. Islanders are not that good either. So it, it really depends. And we touched it all on today's episode of Locked on Devils. Uh, Jersey Joe, where can everyone find you at? All right. So I'm on anchor.fm. Also, I'm via google i'm on inside the puck.ca now so i write so yeah definitely the season started up you know i'm more episodes and get more uh ross and just you know try and keep it honest keep it real and and you can keep and keep tabs on him at on Twitter as well. If you're watching on YouTube, it is down below. And if you're listening on podcast streaming service, it is in the description. So for everybody here, that's all the time we have for you. So 
I'm going to close out like I do with every single episode. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you in the next episode. And Jersey Joe is going to be riding alongside me all season long. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.